few months ago, around the month of October, I was thinking already, you know, about the end of the year. And always at the beginning of the year, we always come out with our New Year's resolution. How many of you guys can relate to those resolutions? Listen, if you're not the ones that practice, you already know somebody that may. So I was thinking, you know, what the 2024 will be like? And I start playing pickleball with my daughters, and it's very fun. So I'm now the one that chased them. Hey, you guys want to play pickleball? It's a great activity and also a great time for connection with my family. But one day I was going to the grocery store, and I said, you know what? I've been doing some exercise lately, so let's see how much I weigh. And I stand on that scale and, woo, hallelujah. I lost six pounds. So I said, I have to share this with somebody. So I went home. I said, honey, guess what? And she said, what? She said, I wet myself. And I lost six pounds. And she looked at me like, I don't think so. I said, can, you, can I have some mercy here? <laughs> and I said, okay, but I think I lost some weight. So a few days later, I go with my daughters. I went to a grocery store. And I say, okay, I'm going to check this thing out again. Maybe I lost one more, two more, you know. And uh, when I get to the scale, there's a sign that says, we apologize. We are customers. Because for the last few days, our scale <laughs> hasn't been calibrated. So, <laughs> what a way to destroy a dream. <laughs> the whole thing was off. So, obviously, I didn't lose anything. <laughs> but, you know, at the beginning of the year, we also always have these, like, resolutions on what we're going to do for the new year. And, Lord, I'm going to fast this year. and I'm going to do this. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to work out. And you have all these plans on um, January 1st and January 7th. 50% of those plans, and by July, you don't remember what was the purpose of, you know. But when we come to one of the amazing things is that even the world today, just some of the, the things that we Christians apply for their own gain. You know, when I was uh, preparing for this message this morning, I was reading and one of the most popular Diet is the Daniel fast. But they don't do it with a spiritual purpose. They do it just because it's a healthy lifestyle. But how many of you know this morning that fasting is much more than that? As a matter of fact, if you are interested to know more about fasting, checking all your TV, Pastor Alex has amazing sermons. We have a separated for you, so you go to the fasting series. And there is some sermons from Pastor Alec, why we fast, very special, important. But as we're walking into the Holy Fire Spirit Conference, and Pastor is being preaching about the fire of God, I think that fasting, fasting is a very important tool for us as believers to walk into the fire of God. So when I was reading, one of the things I was more amazed was that Christianity, we, the believers, Sometimes don't even fast or sometimes don't even understand the value 
of fasting, biblical fasting, because fasting without prayer, as Pastor Mike said yesterday, is a diet. You know, and, and it, that's not what I'm going to be talking with you this morning. So let's go to Matthew 9, 14 and 15. Let's see what the Bible says. Matthew 9, 14. The disciples of John come to Jesus and they're asking these questions. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fasting often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away for them, from them, and they will fast. So we know when we, when we see this passage that Jesus was referring like pretty soon he's going to go to his father. And he's telling his disciples or the people, his, the crowd around him, soon they will fast. How many this morning are disciples of Jesus? So this, is, this, this word is for us as well. One day we will fast when the bridegroom was taken away. And we know that he went to heaven, but he didn't leave us alone. He sent his Holy Spirit. But then, this is my question. So what is fast? Why do we fast? And for whom do we fast? My title this morning is Abstain to Attain. Abstain to Attain. And when I went to the dictionary, I, I, I searched for these words because I wanted, I wanted all to, to, to capture what, what, what is the meaning of this. And abstaining is like a restraining. I restrain, you restrain. It's to keep under control oneself from doing or enjoying something. And attaining is to accomplish, it's achieving something. I'm telling you, as we start our Daniel fast this week, and we have 20 days that as we come in together as a congregation, there's some victories that God has for you. And I hope at the end of, my, of, of this short word that I have with you, we'll be able to hold into those victories that are not yet seen, but we know that God has them for us. Can you say amen? Fasting in the body of Christ is spiritual discipline. How many of you guys know and seeing on TV or or be a part of sports. We know that in order to be in the podium and to get a medal, there's some work that needs to be done. You, don't, you cannot be watching TV and, and you watching and YouTube, I say, oh, I see how he do it. Yeah, yeah, he used to like turn this way and jump this high. Okay, I can do that. I'm expecting to get a medal. You have to put the work. You have to wake up in the morning and you have to go and, and do your cardio, run five, six miles or three miles. And then you have to do some push-ups or whatever you, t you need to do. You have to put the work in order to get to the podium. In our spiritual life, we as Christians, if we, didn't, if we don't exercise the tools that God has given us, they're just tools not being used. It's like a perishable skills. 
When I was in the military, I, I, I trained myself like I close my eyes and I can put my, my rifle or my pistol apart. And then I can put it together. It took so much practice to do that. But I, what I wanted to do is like when I didn't have the light, when I was in this stressful situation and, you know, everything is dark, I could put everything together and get ready right away. We as Christians, we are being called to be an army, the army of God, the army of the living God. If we don't pray and if we don't fast, how many battles are we living passing by? How many people are not being saved because we our lack of intercession? How many of our own chains are not being broken because we are afraid to step in what God has called us to be? Fasting is a very important tool for the believer. Jesus expected his followers to fast. Can you say amen to that? So when we go to Matthew chapter 6, we can see that Jesus is teaching his disciples a few things. At the beginning of the chapter, he's teaching his disciples how to give. Then he teaches them how to pray. He said, don't pray like this group of people. Instead, pray this way. And, I, and then forward in, in, in the chapter, he says, he's teaching his disciples how to fast. Let's see Matthew 6, 16 and 17. And he, he, Jesus is telling his disciples, and when you fast... Don't make it obvious. Look, somebody this morning, I tell them, don't make it obvious. Don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled. So people will admire them for their fasting, for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that that is the only reward that they will get. But when you fast, come your hair, wash your face. In other words, as we're walking into a Daniel fast, in three days from now, don't walk into your place of work like dragging yourself like what happened. It's like a car just hit you. But instead, look nice. Smile. If that smile that we had before was because the coffee, the coffee that we have in the morning, then you know that something was wrong. Because the coffee don't don't have to control the way that we act when we are around people. And I love coffee. It's just an example. But you can see, for the next few days, you're going to feel like the first day, yes, Lord, I can do this. I can do this. Four days in, you say, oh, it feels like it's 1 o'clock and it's 9 o'clock in the morning. What the days are not moving, Lord? <sighs> what am I going to eat for dinner? And then you pass by the drive-thru, and now it feels like the best stake of your life. You know what? Because the enemy is going to try everything he can. He's going to tr throw everything at you, so you give up. He knows what is in the other side. So I'm going to encourage you this morning, please stay true. Let's fight this fight together. As we're fasting together as a congregation, you know, we're going to have, amen. We're going to be praying Tuesdays to Fridays. If you can make it at least one time a week, come and join us. Let's pray together for our families, for our marriages, for our sons and daughters. Let's pray for our city. Let's pray for our nation. 
God knows we our nation needs so much prayer this morning, this, these days. Amen. I want to for you to check something else here. Jesus, every time refers to when, he didn't say if you pray, he didn't say if you give, he didn't say if you fast. Instead, he said when you pray, when you give, when you fast. It's implying that it's not an option, right? It's like we as believers, we're going to pray. And we as believers, we are going to fast. But it's important to do it the right way. Amen? Because as I said before, fasting is not a diet. But it's also no for gaining, self-gaining. You know, fasting is feasting in Jesus. It hunger ourselves. It's coming in the place of humility ourselves. And give ourselves to the Lord, to his will. I'm going to show you by the word of God. As we come into our corporate fasting right now, I want to see, show you two examples. One in the New Testament and one in the Old Testament. Let's see first the New Testament. Acts 13, 2 and 3. And the word of God says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit says, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed, and laid hands on them, they sent them away. We can see here that the body of Christ was together. The brothers were together, and they fasted. They ministered to God. In other words, they were worshiping. Sometimes it's so difficult to worship God. You know, we come to church, and we hold those seats how hard we can. Just to keep our hands from raising up. But let me tell you, there's many fathers and mothers and uncles and aunts and grandmas and grandpas here in the congregation. Do you remember when your little one used to come to you with those hands extended to you? And they say, Mom, Dad, how? You can't reject that. So we should come to the Father with open arms because he's waiting for that response. We are doing something that the angels no even can do here in the air is to worship him. Let him tell him how much he's, 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 he's amazing, how powerful he is. Giving thanks for every single day that we have in our life. Why we reject that? It's a blessing. It's an opportunity. And they fasted and prayed. And then the Holy Spirit show up and send them. Joel, the book of Joel 1.14 says, Announce a time of fasting. Call, call the people together for a solemn meeting. Bring the leaders and all the people of the land into the temple of the Lord your God and cry out to him there. It's pretty much like it feels like we're doing this morning, right? We came to the temple. We are crying out to God, telling him how much we love him. The Bible have in more than 70 occasions mentions the word fast. It's between 70 and 77 times. Many believers in the body of Christ don't even know what fasting, the purpose of fasting. So I want to put a slide 
on, on, on your screen. So I want to give you a few examples. That's not all. I want to remind you that today is only like a branch of the power of fasting, but it's so much more. I encourage you to search, to see uh, those sermons online and to, to read some of the books of fasting because there's so much more. But I'm just going to give you six samples this morning. Number one, Exodus 34, 28. Moses fasted to seek God's direction. Ezra 8:21-23 he fasted for humility. Isaiah 58:6 fasted for freedom. Joel 2:12 fast to return to God with repentance. Acts 13:3 fast to seek the Holy Spirit guidance. Matthew 17:21 fasting to break a stronghold. How many in this, here, in this place this morning know that there's so many strongholds that need to be breaking in this generation? Fasting is biblical. We can see Moses fasting for 40 days before he went to the mountains and, you know, God spoke to him. There is always, when you, when you come in with a humble heart and you come before the Lord, you know, and you start fasting and you give yourself and, and you suppress that flesh and the spirit is, is, start rising up. There is something amazing that always happened. The Bible shows that way. Ten commandments were given to Moses after that. But at first, he had to come in the humble way. He had to take his sandals, lift the world behind. David fasted. Even fasted for his enemies. Yeah. He even fasted for his enemies. Let's go to Psalms 35, 12, and 13. David said, They reward me evil for good to the sorrow of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting, and my prayer will return to my own heart. You know what? I learned something as I was preparing for this. Because I have fasted for many, many things. But I never intentionally said, you know what? Lord, I'm going to fast for my enemies. And this is also a word for me this morning. You know, maybe there's people in your life that without even you doing wrong, they don't like you. Just because you're a son of God. Or maybe in the past, they're not able to see what you have become after coming to Christ. And they, they, they put like resistance. They put like a wall between you and them. And you want to love them. Well, this morning I'm telling you, you've been praying for them. But what about now if you pray and you fast for them? This breakthrough that is happening when we come together and fasting and prayer. King David said, I humble my soul with fasting. You know what? When he was fasting for his little one, so much, it's so powerful. Because the baby died at the end, right? But he, he, he wasn't mad at God. He said, I know that him, the baby, won't come to me. But I know one day I will go to him. How many of us know that there is something waiting for us in heaven? There is crowns waiting for us. 
And sometimes we want to twist God's arm, you know, like, I'm going to fast because I need my Tesla. Huh? Yeah, somebody's thinking about Tesla right now. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to fast about this. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what fasting is about. Fasting is about humbling ourselves, sacrificing, but abstaining from food, from something that, that is sacrificed to us in order to, to get in the will with, with God, in order for our spirit to mature, in order to fight the good, fathers, the good battles that, that, that are ahead of us. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, and then what he say? And all the other things will be added. He don't say look for the other things. He said look for his things first. Let's not be like the, the people that follow Jesus for the, only the bread and the fish. Many thousands follow him for the bread and the fish. Let's follow him for who he is. For what John 3.16 says, for oh, so much he loved you, so much he loved me, that I give him myself, he gave his life in the cross of the Calvary. If you have believed this morning, do you believe this morning? Do you believe this morning? Because he's making all things new. But it's only looking for those who are willing to worship him in his spirit and in truth, to humble the self. But they're fasting with the wrong intentions too. In the book of Isaiah, in the chapter 58, I encourage you to read because Israel could have been any of us sometimes complaining to God, why if I'm doing this, why if I'm doing that? I, I can't hear you, God. I don't hear you, Lord. Why my, my prayers are not being answered, Lord? Can you please tell me? But the first that we have to realize is Isaiah 29, 13. And the word of God say, and the Lord said, because these people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me. I don't want to be, when the day comes, the one that the Lord say, I never knew you. You know what that implies? I never have a relationship with the Father. I heard about him. I talk about him. But I didn't have a relationship with him. We have to come in a place that we can have a relationship with our Father. He wants that from us. But Israel didn't saw that. Instead, we can go to Isaiah 58, 3. And this is what, what Israel is responding. Why have we fasted? And you see it not. Why we have humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? And this is God answering. Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure. You know, fasting is not fasting and prayer is nothing that we do for, for our own gain. When we come to Jesus, we start denying ourselves. You know, the Bible says, you know, I no longer, I am the one that lives, but you live through me. In my weakness, you are strong. 
Who is in control? Is it our flesh or, or, or is it our spirit? The soul is a battle. Apostle Paul, Paul used to say, you know, the things I want to do, those things I don't. And the things I don't want to do, those things I do. Why? There's a fight. There's a battle. Who are we feeding the most? Our flesh or are we feeding more our spirit? There was a disconnect between what people were doing and what God was desiring. You know what? Repetition becomes tradition. And tradition becomes religion. The people of Israel were doing it for so long that they forgot the reason why they were doing it. It became a tradition. And then it became a religion. We are doing everything as the point one, point two, point three, and you are not answering. But the heart was singing there. We have to be careful. We don't become religious in the process of going after God. Coming to church every Sunday or Saturday. After the service, go, let's go home and just live our life. There is so much more. There is so much more that God has for you. There's so much more that God has for your family. There's much more that God has for your children. In the mighty name of Jesus. But are you willing to go one step forward? Somebody told me, I'm afraid to, to get deeper into the things of God. Because I know if I get deeper, the enemy will come after me. And you know, as a human, I can't, understand, I can't re- see what, what they're coming from. But I also understand that the one fighting for me is greater than the one fighting for the enemy. And we can't think like that. We are the army of God. We should not be afraid. He didn't say that he was going to be with us every single step of the way. What's, what's, what Psalm 91 verse 10 and 11 say? No evil shall, shall be, be before you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Come on, read this one with me. For he shall give his angels charge over you. To keep you in all your ways. In other words, he's going to protect you in all your ways. You know why? Because when you see in Psalm 91, because you have placed my trust. Your trust in me. Let's come together and put our trust in God. The living God. He said that he's going to send his angels. Last night, Pastor Davidson was talking about prophet, liar. And they were surrounded. Oh, Lord, where are we go? North, south, east, and west. And the prophet prayed. And he said, Lord, open, open his eyes so he can see that the ones fighting for us are so more much than the ones fighting for the enemy. Yes. I'm here to tell you this morning that there is, a, there is angels waiting available to you as you pray and you say, God, I need you angels right now, Father. I, need, I cannot do it on my own, Father. I need chains to be broken. God is going to send his angels because his words say he will keep you in all of your ways. Is anybody in the house this morning? Amen. Fasting release God's supernatural power 
Fasting is the weapon that we as Christians should use when there is opposition to God's will. Let me say it again. Fasting, fasting releases God's supernatural power. It's the weapon that we as Christians can use when there is opposition to God's will. I want you to go with me to the book of Daniel. It's a book very prophetic, but it also gives us like a clear picture of what uh, spiritual warfare looks like. And for the sake of time, I won't read the whole chapter 9, chapter 10. But I will tell you that at this point, Daniel was, he had been fasting and praying for God to show him some things regarding the, the Israel. And then at one point, response arrived. Daniel 9, 21. It's, yes. While I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you a skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out. I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Let me tell you something, my brother and sister that is uh, watching this morning or listening to me. You are greatly beloved of God as well. And the same way that you can see that from the first moment, when, Den when Daniel came in a humble way, when he put everything out and he humbled himself by, and he, he started by, Lord, I, re I repent for my sin. I repent for what I have done. I repent for, for Israel's. And he started in this repentance and humility. And then he started crying out to God. From that moment, he said that his word was received. I know that many of you maybe been praying for, for something. And maybe you're praying for one day, one week, one month. Maybe you've been praying for 10 years. And you say, God, but I don't see the answer yet. I want to tell you something this morning. Victory for Daniel arrived 21 days into that prayer. And I was asking this morning, what about if Daniel would have stopped fasting and praying at day 20? Or at day 15? It won't have been able to see the victory that God had for him. It won't have been able to see the angel that God was sending to him. So I'm telling you this morning, persevere. Don't give up. Keep praying. Because that next hour or that next day or that next month can be the moment that God said, you know what, your prayer from the first time that you came in humility, your prayer was heard. But there's something happening. You know, when we fast, and we pray, we are calling God's attention. But always somebody else also is paying attention. The enemy is also paying attention. 
Because now you know, you know, we are not the Christians that come to Sundays and sit and listen to the word and maybe say a prayer before we go to dinner. Now we are Christians that are praying and fasting and standing on the God for the family. And now we are Christians that are fasting and praying and standing with the God's will. And now you have the enemy's attention. And going back to that person that was telling me, you know what? The most I get involved in the things of God, I'm afraid that the enemy will come after me. Let me ask you, in the army, even if you haven't served, you may have an idea what I'm about to say. Who you think is better protected? The general that is directing the attacks or the private that is walking in the infantry? It's the general, right? So let me tell you something. As you move into the things of God, don't be afraid you get attacked because the higher you go, the more angels will be assigned to you to protect you. More angels will be assigned to you to fight the good fight. Yes, Lord. Thousand will fall right here. Ten thousand the other way. But Lord, what is so clear around me? What is nothing around me is because God is sending angels to protect you this morning. Oh, Lord. I pray this morning, Father, that those people dealing with sickness, Father, break through right now, Father. The enemy has come to bring division, deception, oh, and chaos, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray, Father, because you bring us in unity, Father. Oh, Lord, you speak the truth, and the truth will make us free. Hallelujah. I say on the first service, you know, the word... Is described as a fire, as a sore, double-edged sore, piercing. Are you with me? So let me ask you, what of those three things feels comfortable? If you touch the fire, or you say, ah, that's nice. Or you cut yourself, you say, oh, I love it. Or you step on the nail and you say, ah, Hallelujah. The word of God is there to show us how dirty we are and how to get away with those things. Peter said that the more I know you, the, the more I see myself, I'm not worthy to be next to you, Lord. Because the word is there to show us. It's like a mirror. When we see in the word of God, do we like what we see? So, the message is not supposed to make you feel comfortable and, and warm. It makes you feel uncomfortable, so we deal with that. When I touch the fire, my pain receptors, I, you know, and make me aware, don't touch that. If I cut myself, I met, don't put the hands on there or don't cut my salad this way, you know. If I step on the nails, say, watch out, there's nails right there. It's make you aware. And when we pray and we fast, our spirit starts getting mature and sharp. And the things that you're not able to discern before, now you're able. God is showing you things that you couldn't see before. And then you pray and things are happening that didn't happen before. We can see when the disciples brought, asking Jesus, why we cannot deliver this boy? Say, because there's kinds. They have to be only with prayer and fasting. So if there's some kinds, there is some strongholds that we cannot be Deliver if not with fasting and prayer. Why the church don't fast? I we want a portion 
of God or we want it all. Because I know that he wants everything of us. He loves us. And he wants the best for us. But here's the thing. Daniel 10, 20 says, Then he said, Do you know what I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed the prince of Greece will come. Let me, let me tell you this, translate this into Spanish. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what I'm seeing here is like, before, when, you were, when we were in our, in our comfort zone, you know, that we are afraid to step out into little bit, a little bit more of God, that's no problem. You don't see many attacks, right? And you feel like I'm doing the right thing. I'm not getting attacked by the enemy. Let me tell you something. The enemy wants you, have you where he wants you to be. You are not a threat to him. But you want to have victories. But let me ask you something. What happened here? When Daniel started fasting and prayer, And then Gabriel said, you know, from the first moment I, I, I heard you, God heard you and sent me to you. But I have to stand against the prince of Persia. There's something that's going to be standing because now you are not only like a, like a nice Christian. Now you are a fighting Christian for God. And, and the devil say, my minions, I don't think you can take care of this one. Now I have to send the prince of Persia. No, come on. Bring all the princes of the world because this guy is praying to God. We have to stop him. And the enemy is going to try to stop you. From the next few days, it's going to feel like the song, like the miracle of, of the sun. Stand still. And then you're going to feel grumpy. You're going to feel hunger. And then you put your clock to wake up, to come to prayer, and then you want to sleep five more minutes. And then you're going to open your eyes and it's eight o'clock. Because the enemy is going to do everything he can to discourage you from what is after the process. So don't give up. Don't surrender. There is a breakthrough waiting for you. And I know so. Pastor Alex said that this is the year of the refining fire. And what happened when the fire refined? All the impurities come out. Oh, hallelujah. I know that I'm not there yet, but Lord, I'm not giving up on you, Lord. I'm not giving up on you. You know, fasting is not so much about the food. But it's about focus. Fasting is not so much about saying no to the body, but saying yes to the spirit. Fasting is not about doing without. It's about looking within. To humble ourselves, fasting is feasting in the Lord. The book of Joel 2, 12 and 13 says, that's why the Lord says, Turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He's eager to relent and not to punish. 
Many for some time, we have been walking in the opposite direction. But you're not the only one. I'm about to close with this. The book of Luke. How many know the story of the prodigal son? The prodigal son got the money from the father. He said, give me what is mine. I'm just going to go and enjoy. And then he went. And he spent everything that he had. And when he ran out of the morning, did the Bible say he came back home? No. He just went and tried to find a job. Working on the place with the pigs. And even the pigs were eating better than him. Say that nobody wanted to give him anything. But there was a moment there. There was a moment in the middle of that process. Verse 17, Luke uh, 15, 17. When he, but when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your higher servants. We know what happened. He got the nice ring. He got the hug and the love of the father. But my point, what I want to make here is like, he ran out the money. He didn't went back. He started working with the pigs. He didn't went back. He went back when he was hungry. Are you hungry for God this morning? Are you hungry for God this morning? The Bible said that he is the breath. If somebody is hungry, come to me. If somebody is thirsty, I will give him water and he won't be thirsty. He wants to feed you by the good, the good stuff, the good spiritual bacon. He wants to give you. What is going to make it grow as a believer, a strong, material believer? You know, the world has so many spiritual food to offer. And you can name it in the menu as you can. Social media, addictions, marriage issues, name it. It's like a fast food, right? It will fill you for a second and then you're going to find something else to fill you again. It's like a fast food. But the, 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 the bread and the water and the food that God gave you made your spirit grow stronger. You're going to be walking like a mature believer. And now the, the bottles that you couldn't fight before, now you're able to take care of those bottles. And yes, more strong bottles will come, but guess what? It's called process. It's called stretching. He will get you there. As you humble yourself and you walk. In the will of God. So many of us are maybe praying so long and don't see the breakthrough. But I'm telling you now, you know. Do you know that there is tools available for you to, to play, to practice and put on display for the enemy? It's time to humble ourselves and return to the Father's house. Can you say amen? He will be waiting with open arms. So this morning, 
if you are one of those brothers or sisters that have been struggling for so long. And there is something that you've been praying so hard about. And you say, Lord, but when I'm going to see you break through, be encouraged. Because you are beloved. Be encouraged because you can see that when you humble ourselves, yes, sometimes the, pray- the answer to the prayer won't come as fast as we desire. But we know through the process God is there with us. A few years ago, in the time of fasting, around the same season that we are right now, there was a prayer meeting. And it was so special that day. I remember Pastor Wallace was praying right here. Pastor John, Pastor Brian, Pastor Mike were over here. And there was brothers and sisters all over where you are sitting right now. And Pastor Wallace was declaring... Lord, you are our strong tower. God, you are our deliverer. In the church, we all came together. The Bible says, in unity, in symphony, together. And the cry out was so beautiful. You could not hear anything else, but you could hear like the voices together of men and women coming in the humble way, crying out to God. And I was so overwhelmed. I remember that the prayer meeting closed and there were so many people that stayed behind. But by the time that I went home, I just went to my secret place. And I started worshiping God. And I, was, and I started singing songs to God. And, and, and just being so grateful for who He is. And then these words start coming into the songs. And it was a song that was not for me, but that was for all of us. It's a declaration that he is our strong tower. He's our deliverer. And when I was writing these words, I could see Bartimaeus, the blind, coming after Jesus. And, and you just know like, and like, and like in perfect, professional way. But it was like he didn't care about anything else. He just cared about reaching out to Jesus. He said, Yeshua, son of David, have mercy of me. And people just hold him back and say, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy of me. Or the woman with the issue of blood. She didn't care what the people say. She just pushed away because only the garment. She knew that that was enough. And God give me this worship that is, sometimes we sing here in Psalm 18. But that's a song that was given for us. For each one of us. So as we close this morning, what about if we stand for a second and we worship together? Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And I will love you, Lord, my strength, for you are my rock, my fortress. 
to be praised, Lord. We have humbled ourselves this morning, Lord. More of you and less of us, Lord, in our lives. We want more of you and less of us, Father. Let our life, Father, be a testimony to those around us. I thank you for each one of my brothers and sisters here this morning and those watching online. I pray that you were I've reached them, Lord. Holy Spirit, be there with them. As, as we depart this place, Lord, let us never, never, never depart from your presence, Holy Spirit. We need you, Lord. Take everything away from us, but don't take your Holy Spirit from us, Lord. I bless them. I speak your peace over them. And as I always, we will give you all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of gratitude in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. I hope.